The following is an encore episode of the Biz Tools Podcast. Any email addresses, web URLs, or other time-specific information may no longer apply. Please visit davidaspect.com for more information. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Biz Tools Podcast, practical advice for today's busy business leader. And now your hosts, David Speck and Jerry Frentress. Welcome to the Biz Tools Podcast. I'm Jerry Frentress and... I'm David Speck. And this is our second edition of the Biz Tools Podcast, which has been a, a another uh, great outreach that David, you have come up with. To share with people your uh, your feelings about business, yes, marketing, all of that type of stuff, and, and it was um, originally the Biz Magazine. Yes, and so this is just a new arm of what we're trying to do. Uh, we kind of covered it in our, our first episode, but we want to take the subject matter from each month of Biz and expand upon it and kind of give our thoughts and maybe even bring in some experts over time to explain what's in there and how they can help, you know, not only local business, but, you know, what I call timeless truths, things that, that any business can use. Timeless truths. All right. Well, January is here, and the primary topic for the Biz Magazine and for this edition of our Biz Podcast is marketing. Yes. Of course, everybody knows what marketing is. Nobody knows what oh. marketing is. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the problem. You say marketing and like half the people think that it's somebody in sales. Half the people think it's advertising and nobody really gets the whole idea of what marketing is to marketing and really try to really try to define it for people. Okay. Before we define it for people. Uh, there are folks listening who have never seen the Biz Magazine mm -hmm. that we'd like for them to see the Biz Magazine, and they can do that online. Yes. They can go online right now and go where? If you go to www.bizmagsb.com, you'll see on the right-hand side of the screen the current issue. Those little, you'll see these little pages flip. But also there's a place to click for issue archives, and you can go back to every issue of Biz that we've done click on that and actually look at the edition the way it appeared in print. So it's a great resource for people to go to because we do cover different subjects every month. And so it can be a complete reference resource for people if they're thinking about marketing or if they're thinking about HR or healthcare or, or, or just things that, that really, you know, affect business, you know, locally and globally, they can go back and look at that information and, and make use of it. And it's completely free. Completely free. It's online yes. now. The, the address again is www.bizmagsb, as in ShreveportBosier.com. There you go. We are in Shreveport, Bossier, uh, talking to you from the, uh, the studios at the, the Biz Magazine. And we're going to talk about marketing. So, okay, David, tell us what it is. Well, marketing is that all-encompassing thing that really defines who your business is and then taking that thing and telling others about it. For instance, I, I like to call it a, a three-legged stool, if you will, of marketing. There's the branding leg, the experience leg, and the voice leg. Now in the branding leg, that's like your logo and everything that defines who you are. Everything from co core company values 
to the color of the paint on the walls, to what the business cards look like. It's all part of branding. And, and a lot of people think that branding is simply designing a logo and throwing it out there. It's not that at all. You have to really put some thought into it to say, what do we want to look like to the outside world? What, what, what do we want people to think when they see us, when, when they see our name, when they come in contact with our people, when they enter our business, what do they want to leave with as far as the image they have of who we are? And that's really what branding is about. Okay. So that's what it's about. What are the pieces and parts? And I'm going to start this by saying I looked it up in the uh, ever-popular dictionary, mm -hmm. thumbing the pages, and I found uh, several definitions. And they all basically are the same. Quote, the total activities involved in the transfer of goods from the producer or seller to the consumer or buyer, including advertising, shipping, storing, and selling. It's like a big umbrella to me. Everything is under it. Yes. And the thing is about branding, and, and, and it kind of falls down some of the other legs of the stool, but if your branding is disconnected from who you are, meaning you're sending a different message than really reflects who you are, it becomes a spotlight on all of your shortcomings. If you present yourself as this wonderfully um, professional and high-class entity, but yet your floors are dirty, the, 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 the ceiling tiles are falling out, there's a disconnect. And it actually does more harm than good because the person feels like you've lied to them, mm -hmm. that you presented yourself in one way when in essence you really are something completely different. I love the quote un about unfulfilled expectations. Yes. You're, you are telling them whatever way you're doing it by this, the sign on your door, the uh, advertising, the newspaper ad, whatever it might be, what you've even said to people, this is what you're going to get when you come see me and buy from me or use my services. And if they don't get it, they don't like it. Yeah. And, and what are they going to do? They'll Leave. go somewhere else. They'll fire you. Yes. Okay. And, and, and the funny thing about branding is, is it's the things you don't see as well. I remember reading the, the bi biography about Steve Jobs. And one of the things that he really, really focused on was that the inside of the computer needed to look as good as the outside of the computer. And if you think about it, Apple products are very expensive when it comes to in comparison to their PC counterparts. But when you take those things apart, there's so much attention to detail. They work so well. They bring a value to that to that end user that not only do they have people who are customers, but these people are raving fans and evangelists. And, and it's almost like a cult of people who follow Apple. And it's all because of this attention to detail. They realized that branding was as much about what's inside the computer as the little Apple logo lighting up on the outside. And that's what a lot of businesses fail to understand is that they have to take that branding from the front door to the back door, from the highest person in the company to the, to the lowest person on the totem pole. Everyone has to understand that brand and, and be willing to reflect that to the end customer. All right. So we all have to be on the same page and then we have to project that to our potential customers out in the marketplace yes. and invite them to come to us. How do you do that? Well, then that's when you begin to use the voice arm of the, of, or the voice leg of the stool. You find those places where your customers are. It could be newspaper readers. If your customers are newspaper readers, it could be people online. If, 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 you know, your potential market is online, it can be 
at trade shows, if that's the type, if you're in business to business, you know, a trade show is a great place. If, if business people are coming to, you find your customers, you go there, and then you place your brand in front of them, telling them what your benefits are, telling them what your value is, and then asking them to do business with you. So you have to know who your customer is. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That's, that's extremely important. Not everybody is your customer. Now, a lot of people like to say, hey, everybody's my customer. Everybody needs a car or everybody needs a this or needs a that. Well, let's take the car industry, for instance. They're, the customer for a hybrid Toyota is different than the customer for a Lexus. Now, this is the same parent company between these two vehicles, but they recognize who their customer is. And so you're going to see Lexus advertising and marketing geared towards higher end magazines, higher end television. They, 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 they show the guy driving really fast and really, you know, his hair's on fire and it's awesome. And then you say, you know, and that's who they're going for. They know the market, but on the hybrid end, they, they show the gas mileage and they show, you know, I'm helping the environment and all these, and they resonate with that market that they know is theirs. They do a lot of research, finding out who that person is and then tailoring the message to them. That's how they do it. And they do it through the, through the various, you know, channels that are available out there for marketing. I think people, uh, business people, uh, for example, you in creating the biz magazine, you had an idea of who the customer was, who you were, uh, aiming at focused on to read this magazine. Oh, yes. I mean, when we first started biz, we kind of sat down and said, who are, who are we aiming for? And we, we, we knew it was business owners, people who could make decisions and people who, who were affecting the economy every day by the decisions they make. We wanted to put the tools in their hands to be successful. And so as we took everything on biz from deciding what columnists to run to how the, the edition would be laid out to how many words a story could be, we looked at that individual. We pictured them in our minds and said, okay, this gentleman or this lady or whoever is sitting behind their desk, they have limited amount of time, but they really, really need the information. We've got to get it to them fast. It's got to be relevant and it's got to be something they can implement today. And we did everything along those lines. Matter of fact, our columnists will ask, you know, hey, can I write a little bit longer or whatever? I said, no, 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 you don't understand. These people have a very limited amount of time. You've got to keep it under this word count or else we're going to lose them and it's not going to do any good for you to get your information to them. So if I was uh, talking to someone in business, uh, one of the first things I would ask them is, who is your customer? Yes. And if they can't describe that person, if, it, if it's only a person with a dollar bill, we have a problem already. How do you market that? How do you market that everybody is my customer? You can't. I, really and truly, you can't. Um, I wish you could. It would it would be easy, but there are no more broad brushes in marketing. It's all you know thin pencils. You have you have to to to, to color within the lines of the of the market you're trying to reach. Yes, everybody needs eggs, but not everybody buys eggs. Somebody in the family is responsible for buying the eggs and you've got to reach them. So not everybody, even within the nucleus of a family, is your market. You have to figure out who that person is that's potentially going to buy your product or service. Okay. So we're talking about marketing. So the first thing we want to tell listeners uh, on this podcast or who might be reading your biz magazine is, do you know who your customer is? And are you focused? Are you branding? Branding meaning uh, the, the image of your organization or your logo, like the big biz, mm -hmm. uh, which for me says everything when I say it's spelled B-I-Z, and it's a big orange cube, 
and we're talking about business. Everything in the in the year magazine talks about business, right? Right, and and there there's it's very clear. It's a clear message. It's business. When I open the pages, it's going to be about business. You're not going to see something in there about you know what the Mardi Gras floats look like this year. It no, it, no, it's about business, and it really brings clarity to the to the company knowing who you are, what you are. Because there are opportunities out there for you to market that don't fit who you are. And then, you know, it's wasting money. Uh, I came from the advertising world, and I, I tell clients all the time, know who your customer is. And when you ask the seller sitting across from you, say radio, television, newspaper, or whatever, it's to say, do you have my – show me if you have this person. And if they can't, then it's not for you. It's not going to help you reach the people you want to reach. Exactly. I mean, think about it. Not everybody loves country music. And so, it, you know, if I'm, you know, if I'm owning a business that is not, that is conducive to people who like country music, let's say it's a Western wear store. I'm not going to run a Western wear store commercial on an urban contemporary radio station because that's not where my customers are listening. You have to look at those channels. Where are they going to be? Um, and in this world of social media and Google ads and all of this online stuff, everybody seems to think that if it's on the internet, I've done my job. I've put it on the internet. That could be further from the truth. The, 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 the thing is, is that not everybody's on Facebook, even though there's a lot people, your customers may or may not pay any attention to what Facebook can do for them. There's a certain segment that may be on Twitter. There may be a certain segment that's really into Pinterest. So, Defining who you are, recognizing the demographic of who uses those particular channels is how you you bring your voice to the right set of ears. You may have the greatest brand. You may have a wonderful customer experience. But if you're telling the wrong group, it's all for naught. You've, you've got to do all three. You have to brand yourself. You have to provide the, the customer experience that they're expecting, exceeding when uh, more times than not, and then than telling them through the right channel. Okay. So what are we going to tell them? Uh, I tell clients regularly that what, let me hear your 30 second commercial. And of course I get big eyes, uh, eyes go wide open. They say, what do you mean a commercial, a 30 second commercial? Well, I, I meet people all the time. And you, the first thing you ask is who are you? The second thing always is what do you do? What does your company do? Uh, to say I'm the vice president of uh, miscellaneous whiz-bang uh, search engine company. And, and I'm going, what? What is that? What is it? So you have to be able, to, I think, that we have to be able to tell our story very quickly, as you pointed out, very easily, is what do we do and how we do it and what what is it going to do for me? What's the value for me? So if uh, you have sat down and figured out who your customer is, now what are you going to tell them? Well, yeah, you got to tell them how you're going to bring value to their life or to their business or what it is they do. Um, I, I've heard a very similar term, the elevator pitch. Right. You know, you have a certain amount of time between floors and you should be able to tell that person on the elevator with you what you do and why it's meaningful to him before the doors open again. Exactly. And, and in that elevator pitch, you know, that should be something that rolls off the tongue. You know, biz is aimed to connect businesses and to inform businesses and to bring into into affect commerce and Shreveport Bossier. I can tell that to anybody all day long and they say, oh, I get it. You know, when you when you draw it out into some extremely complicated thing, you lose them. And so, yeah, every business has to be able to tell others why they're valuable. And here's marketing. 
uh, I've heard forever the elevator pitch. And I wonder, do you use that? It's not, you said it's, it's what am I going to do between the 10th floor and the first floor and somebody's in the elevator car with me? What do I do other than stare at the floor or stare at the numbers going by as you descend? What about asking the person across from you, marketing time? Hi, how are you today? What do you do? Right. And I, I remember a story. I was in an elevator in Baton Rouge. I was at a hotel. It was, it was gosh, right after Katrina, I think it was. And I get on the elevator and there's a gentleman on there. And he was actually teaching me in this because I, I thought I recognized him, but I wasn't really sure. And he gets in there and he immediately he strikes up a conversation. Hey, how are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm fine. What are you in town for? Well, I'm here for a meeting. Um, and he goes, oh, by the way, my name's Buddy Leach. Now, at the time, he was the head of the Democrat Party in, in Louisiana. But I remember him as a congressman from from the from our district here. And it was just like it just was so uh, natural to him. And the reason why is he's done this thousands of times, probably in the, on the campaign trail. And it really, you know, I always saw him based upon his policies, based upon his politics. But right there in that moment, there was a personal connection. Right. That that stuck with me. And that is the advantage to being able to tell the elevator pitch because you can connect with somebody. You've got a captive audience. The doors are closed. They can't run away. And you can show them your passion, your value and everything within that short amount of time. And you can plant a seed that may produce results on down the road. Because you never know. Exactly. You never know who you're talking to. I tell clients all the time, we may be talking to the next, your next biggest client. Or maybe I am talking to my current biggest client, somebody up the line, down the line, mm -hmm. wherever they might be, the husband, the wife, uh, on the board of directors, whatever it might be. So it's a, an opportunity uh, to sell yourself and to explain to somebody, and I, I stress, show them the value. What do you do? You said with the Biz Magazine, I'm connecting business people, growing business. And so what's the value helping you make money, help you grow your business? And I, everybody's going to be, that's in business is going to be saying, yeah, well, tell me more. Right. And, and that gives you the opportunity to explain. Um, you're not always going to have the, a, a sit down formal appointment or somebody coming into your business and saying, hey, tell me why I need to buy from you. But in that moment, in that, in that casual encounter, you have the opportunity to plant that seed and, and, and build some curiosity. And it may turn into that, that y'all talk on the way out to the car, or it may be that, that he says, Hey, call me next week. I want I want to talk to you a little bit more about that, that because biz you, product. You're exchanging business cards. Oh yes. Some people say, Oh, business cards are out. No, no, that's a part of marketing. Oh yes. And again, in marketing, think about every step. I don't know about you, but in my business, I, I have a lot of people come to me with opportunities for sponsorships, whether it's a, of an event or a uh, school yearbook or the football program. And how many times do we in business just whip out our business card and say, yeah, I'll buy that $50 ad here. Just put this in there. No thought whatsoever that here is a marketing opportunity. And all we're doing is just throwing a business card at it. Now, if you've got a great business card, it might be easy, but more times than not, that's just the bare bones information. There's rarely what I call an ask in it or a, or, or a headline that, that tells you why you need to do business with me. It's usually a logo, your title, phone number, et cetera. 
look at every dollar you're spending on advertising and say, am I putting forth the very best effort I can with every dollar that I'm spending? Or am I just going through the motions? Going through the motions will put you out of business. All right. So we, 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 we decide uh, who we're trying to reach. We can tell them what our product is and what the value is. What else is to, there to do? Exceed their expectations. Oh, okay. you remember the, uh, the most um, successful form of advertising is word of mouth. And when you exceed someone's expectations, they may tell one or two people. When you fall short of someone's expectations, they'll tell 20 or 30 people. And so you want to make sure that, that in that experience mode that you are meeting and exceeding expectations time and time and time again, because they are going to be your advocates out in the marketplace somebody is going to check up on you with somebody else and they're going to say, Hey, did you, have you ever, you know, old David over there, biz? Oh yeah, David, he's great. He took care of things. He's, you know, he, he, he's gone above and beyond. He's taking care of us. We've seen growth as a result. Are they going to say, yeah, I know that David, he, he doesn't return phone calls. I, I can't ever get him on the line. You know, once he's, once I said I'd buy, I never heard from him again until it was time to buy again. You know, that experience, that's all part of marketing. Remember the, the very first person you're selling is yourself. And if you're not, if you are not selling yourself, well, it doesn't matter what your product is. My favorite quote, we're all in sales. We're selling all of the time, all of the time. And our number one product is us. Yes. If I don't like you, if I don't like the way you comb your hair, the colors you're wearing, uh, the way you walk, the way you talk, if I don't feel comfortable with you, I'll find somebody else. For sure. For sure. Okay, now, uh, someone listening is thinking, okay, you give me a couple of ingredients there. I know who I'm going to chase after. Uh, now, how do I do that? Where can I get some help? What do I, uh, Some guidance besides here on this podcast uh, or from the Biz Magazine that you could read online uh, here in January about marketing. And there were several different people in there, including me, talking about how we marketed our products. So you can get some different ideas, but let's, uh, you want to help them. Yeah. Well, they, they need some tools. This is the biz tools podcast. And here are some, some definite tools. One of the things that I'm a firm believer of, and just because I'm a believer doesn't mean I always practice it. Although I try, I believe that leaders read and readers lead. And there are so many books out there that are very valuable to those that are wanting to market. And, if you're not reading as a leader in your business, you are, you are not doing your job. You should be constantly trying to improve yourself. And so I'd like to share, both of us share some of the books on marketing that really have kind of impacted our lives over time. Good. Um, one of my favorites, and I, and I actually listed it in business this month, is Guerrilla Marketing. This is marketing for the small business that doesn't have a lot of money or any money to spend in some cases on advertising. It tells you how to put the elbow grease into it, if you will, and do the things that others aren't doing to get your name, your brand and things out there without, you know, spending a fortune trying to, to do one or two things. It involves a lot of feet on the street. It involves a lot of elbow grease. But if you follow the precepts in the, in the book, Gorilla Marketing, I guarantee you, you will get some response to your efforts. 
that, those are the marketers who are uh, in the woods behind the trees, <laughs> yes. peering out, looking for the opportunities. Yes, they're smaller. They can work faster, make decisions quicker. Oh yeah, and and jump on opportunity as it presents itself. They don't have to run it up the line and get somebody else to salute at it. But I think the main thing there is they're always looking. Yes, one of the one of the anecdotes in there I remember was a, um, and I don't remember the specifics of the story, but the person was trying to market a service to housewives. I don't remember if it was a cleaning service or whatever. And he started saying, where do housewives go? And he thought of laundromats. And I don't know if you've been to a laundromat lately, but a lot of them have what's called a community bulletin board inside the laundromat. And he would take flyers and have like little strips of paper with his phone number on the bottom of them. This is before the days of email marketing and such. And he would put that flyer, let me clean your house you know, $50 a week and I'll make sure it's spotless or whatever. And then all those strips of paper had his phone number and you could just rip off a piece of it and call the phone number and do it. That's what I'm talking about. He did the steps that we're talking about. He created a brand. He asked himself, what is my market? Who is my customer? Where are they going to be? And how do I get to them? And, you know, all of that took some elbow grease on his part because you can imagine the number of laundromats in a suburban area. But he did it, and 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 it doesn't take very many responses before your calendar's full of people wanting you to clean their house. Okay, so it can be the little things, and in, in, uh, indeed, the little things can make a great deal of difference. One of my favorites is my name tag. I I went to a lot of meetings. I do go to a lot of meetings, and I'm uh, worn out, if you will, on the on the on the name tags that you stick on your coat or your, your shirt and usually they're falling off and usually they're very small and people can't read them and it doesn't have your logo or whatever. So one of the first things I did is said, I want to have my own name tag. So I went out, invested in, I say invested, I think they cost me 50 bucks for two. And someone might say, wow, that's a lot for a name tag. But I have my logo on there, have my name nice and big, and I get compliments, if you will. A lot of, t- a lot of people who say, wow, that's a na- neat name tag. Where'd you get that? Uh, type of thing. While well, they're wearing a, a, a sticker from the um, the sources having the meeting. And so uh, I find it as a great resource. And people say all the time, what's that win-win there? What does that mean? Was that a basketball? What, what, what are we doing there? And so another, what I spent, 50 bucks. And I use it and I carry it in my car. And my wife has one. She's my partner. And so we have, both have name tags that we can put on at the drop of a hat and put it to work. A small little economical thing that's a part of the overall marketing of my business. Another great um, thing that you can do, especially if you're a small business in a small market, is create a blog site about what you do. Become the expert to that local area about what you do. You know, if you're a doctor, you can write one about, you know, heart health. If you're a carpenter, you can write, you know, either do it yourself tips or, or write things about when do you call in an expert to do this job? And, and, and what, what you, what you end up doing is, is making a, what I call a platform. You, 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 you raise yourself up above all of the noise in the, in the, in the marketplace and say, you know what, look at me. I'm, I, I do it better. I know more, etc. And you give that away to people and you start encouraging people, Hey, I've got a blog about this, or I've got a post about that. And then you start using your social media to drive people to it. One person that, that, that we discussed last month that, that I want to bring back up again is um, Adam's painting. Now he's, I'm not going to say elevated in age, but, but he's probably over, over 50, maybe even as old as over 60. 
And I have seen time and time again posts that he puts on LinkedIn that have to do with painting, whether it's your house, whether it's your business. And he's establishing himself in the market as the expert at that. And then when people go, hey, do you know Adam's painting? Oh, yeah, he's the guy that and it it just really kind of resonates. And that costs him nothing. Now, I, I, now, it may cost him a little bit because I'm pretty sure he's got somebody else doing it. But at the end of the day, you know, that's all voice. That's all ways of putting yourself out there. Uh, going to chamber events, going to places where they can put a face with the, with the company and, and, and you, you can do your elevator pitch and you can do these things. You know, those are very economical, but they do require work. People anymore think that the, the days of putting a sign in front of a building and, and telling people what your hours are on the door and expecting them to walk in are over. You have got to work marketing all day, every day. Okay, we've given them one book. You have several. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to alert the listener that this is the time when you get a pencil and a paper so you can take these down and go check them out. And I'm a the older guy in the room, I'm the guy that didn't grow up with all the computers and the internet and all that. I'm used to going to the bookstore and I go to the uh, management or the business section in the bookstore. So, and there's a lot of books. Which ones do I pick out? One I'd like to mention, uh, Reese and Trout, R-I-E-S, Reese and Trout, Jack Trout, Al Reese. They've written a, a variety of books. They're all simple. They're all short. They're all easy. They're all to the point. I recommend them highly. First one I recommend is Positioning the Battle for Your Mind. And very simply, they, they say you got to you got to get into the mind of the consumer somehow, some way, so that when you go into the uh, Walmart and you need to get uh, toothpaste, for some reason, you're going to walk down there and out of all these hundred boxes or so, you're going to pick up this one box because you know that tomorrow morning when you uh, brush your teeth, there's going to be a starburst. Bing! And there's this flash of light because somebody has marketed to you over the years about, the, uh, about that. Then another one they've uh, written that I really love is called The 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing. Right on. And uh, the subtitle is Violate Them at Your Own Risk. Al Reese and Jack Trout. Give us another one that you have. One of my favorites is Tribes by Seth Godin. Now, those that are of the what you call the internet age are very familiar with this book. And in it, you know, Seth is one of one of the um, the premier marketing experts in in modern times. And and what he, he has developed or, or or this book, and it, it's it too is a pretty short read, is you develop these these people that follow you and, and everybody has certain followers and w- what he does is he, he talks about how to develop your following how to how to create what they call a tribe and once you have created them and you've inspired them and you've you've um you've given them the value then you send them out and you and, and, and you put them to action um starbucks is really good about this if you look at starbucks coffee is their coffee that great well it's it's good it's really good but I mean, it's not like the best coffee you've ever, ever, ever drank. But what they've done is they've created a tribe of people by creating this culture within Starbucks. And if you think about it, Starbucks drinkers aren't going to Dunkin' Donuts. Starbucks drinkers are not, you know, they are super loyal and they're super quick to tell somebody else that they need to go to Starbucks. This is what Seth is talking about with regard to tribes. Another book that I just think is is awesome is called Selling with Noble Purpose by Lisa Earl McLeod. And in this book, Lisa talks about what is the nobility behind what it is you do. If you believe in what you're selling, 
you will sell it with much more fervor. You will you will sell it with much more conviction. You you can easily tell your your elevator pitch because you truly believe you're helping somebody or you're providing a service that that is necessary. And 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 this book helps you find that within your company, or if you can't find it, find another company, and then turn that around into your marketing. And those are two great, great books for, for, for reading. Okay, we've given you several uh, books to take a look at. Don't, don't you uh, recommend books uh, each month in the biz? Yes, uh, yes. And, and, and these titles that you've heard on this podcast are, are you can see in this month's biz. Um, each month we try to find the, the, the pertinent book titles, pertinent blog sites, pertinent apps that have to do with that month's subject. So if you go to the biz tools page, in, in this month's biz, you'll see the four of the books that we've talked about, plus the app of the month. And, and, and we actually kind of hinted on, on this um, podcast uh, in, in that particular edition. Okay, you can listen to this podcast. You can get these books. But there's one other ingredient. We kind of skipped over it. We talked about selling yourself. It's the passion. I want to, the client wants to, the person coming into your store wants to feel, I think, they would like to feel, if you give it to them, or the person that you just met, when you say, I do this, I do that, they want to see, do you really believe? Do you have that sparkle about yourself? Are you passionate about what you do? And you made a good uh, point there. If you're not, go get a different business. Yeah. Go get another business. Go get a different job. Come up with something that you're passionate about. I think that's the key. I mean, why did you get into business in the first place if you're a business owner? You know, was it because dad passed it down to you and you've been in the family business or is it something that you started on your own or maybe you did this for someone else and you decided to branch out on your own? Find that reason why you do what you do and then and then hold on to it and, and turn that into something that you can tell someone else. It doesn't take anybody very long once they get to know me and they ask me what I do and ask me about my newspapers or about biz or about what it is. And, I, and I'll talk and they'll say, man, you really get into this. And I'm like, yeah, I really get into this. <coughs> this is what I was born to do. You've got to find what you were born to do. And, and, and you can find it even within the confines of your, your current job. Now, let, let me give you an example. Car sales. Now, car sales has this stigma, you know, the guy with the bad shirt and the bad tie and, and, you know, what can I do to put you into a ride today? But think about the, the passion you can have. You're providing transportation for a family. You're providing freedom for a 16 year old. You're providing all of these. Things. If, if, if you could, you know, capture that, that why behind what you do then you wouldn't be the, the, the stereotypical car salesman. You would be that guy that has, has the best interest of that customer at heart, and you're going to put them in the thing that, that best suits them, and you feel, feel gratitude even within yourself without them ever saying thank you that you help someone achieve their dreams. That, uh, just as you said that, we were talking about the elevator speech. If, if you were a car salesperson and someone said, what do you do, and you say, I help people have freedom to get around and they say, what they're going to say what and that's where from a salesperson standpoint that's what i want yes. i want them to say explain that to me what do you mean and that's what you do with a, when you give somebody or sell somebody a car is that, that they are now free to go and see whatever they want to see and go anywhere they want to go anytime all right uh, marketing you can see that on the 
Uh, you can read the magazine and see a lot of what we talked about in the other books. The other um, uh, articles have been written by uh, folks uh, about marketing. And the address again is www.bizmagsb.com. Okay, that's a free and the magazine is free for the business world. You Anybody can go there and read the magazine. Next month, the next time we come to them, what are we going to be talking about? Company culture. Company culture. Yes. If you want to have a... Petri dish? No. No? <laughs> if you want to have a winning team, you have to create an environment both with the players and with their surroundings to be successful. All right. The company culture. We'll be back with that next month. Thank you for uh, tuning in. Is that the right way to put that? Not tuning in or just listening in? Thank you for what listening. You, listening in to the podcast. See, I am the old guy. So welcome. Glad you came. Thank you for coming and come again. Thank you. Thank you.